Welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers, conversations for career growth, inspiration, and insight. It's time to dream big. Thank you for joining us. This is Dream Big with Big Dreamers. My name is Donna Serdula, and with me today is Gloria Milner. Gloria Milner is a life coach helping professional women achieve a work-life balance. She has been an independent rabbi for 10 years working in the interfaith space. Prior to that, she was an entrepreneur in the hotel business in New York City, as well as an advertising executive. Prior to that, she taught high school English. She is almost 75 years old and coaching is her fifth career. Gloria, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So five careers in uh, what, 60 years? That's Something it. like that. Oh, like one a decade, it seems. Yeah, almost, right? Did you, did you time it? I mean, is it like after a day? De- is it like that seven year itch where it's yeah. like after a while, you're like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta do something different. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, um, not quite, but that sounds like it's a good movie. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I grew up in the pl- in the time when, you know, it was acceptable to teach high school or be in education, and that's what I did for a bunch of years, and uh, did that in D.C., and then I came back to New York and not quite sure what I wanted to do, uh, and I n- ended up in advertising and loved it, and it was the Mad Men era, and um, <laughs> I, it was fun, it was sexy, it was, you know, full of interest, and... Um, and at the same time, I met and married the man I, uh, I was married to for 32 years before I was widowed. And, um, and it, we uh, put together a, a leasehold for an SRO, a single room occupancy hotel in Times Square in the 80s and 90s, which was a DMZ zone. And he ran it. Uh, and I was in advertising supporting us. And then when Giuliani came in, cleaned up Times Square, we said it's time to clean up this hotel and made it a 41 room bed and breakfast. And um, and he said to me, Gloria, you've got to get out of advertising and help me because I don't even know what to do on a computer. So I literally grew the business from zero to a good good amounts of money in the space of 10 years. And um, and it was really phenomenal supervised the staff of 12 and um and did everything um it was a leasehold so when the lease uh ran out uh the the owners demolished it after 2008 because it was the financial crisis and i had to think about what i wanted to do did i want to stay in the hotel business but basically um i was pretty up there in age and we were just like we could gamble once and do well but you know what we're a little too old for this so um my my husband threw me a 60th birthday party <clears throat> and i decided i wanted to be bat mitzvah and i did it in a year and a half and when people listened they said you should be a rabbi i said are you kidding i'm not going to be a rabbi it takes five years to go to seminary go to israel i found an interfaith seminary uh, and a rabbinic seminary studied two and a half years was ordained and for the last 10 years, I've been um, officiating interfaith work, doing baby namings, counseling, and having a ball, traveling. Um, then COVID happened, and uh, everything shut down. So uh, what ended up happening is that my son, I have only one son, and he's brilliant and great and close to me. Um, he said, you know, Mom, some of the same skill sets you had in the rabbi world, did you ever think of coaching? 
So I said, no, I never really had. Um, I enrolled in IPEC, which is a fabulous uh, coaching school, studied during the pandemic last July for about eight months and, um, and was certified and really have some nice clients now. And I decided as my niche that it would be my story, uh, helping professional women uh, create a work-life balance because that is something I never had any help with. I had to juggle you know, career, husband, son, everything. And, and I didn't really have much help. So if mm -hmm. I could help some, some women do this, um, that's, that's, that's what it is. So in some ways, it seems like you're kind of going back, right? Because, you know, you started out teaching, which right. in my mind is, is helping, it's imbuing, it's, it's yeah. providing that mentorship and, and assistance from there, you, you made this uh, huge pivot, you know, into real estate. Well, actually, not even real estate, but but initially into, um, you know, being that, you know, advertising executive, right. but then going into real estate. Right, right. Um, but now it seems like you're coming back. It's, it's almost like I want to, you know, I want to help people. I want to work with people. I want people to, to grow and bloom and, and, and do better, be better. You are so spot on. My heart and soul is um, is, is helping people, and um, I, I feel very blessed to be at this point in my life. When because I had a business career, I you know I can I don't have to totally support myself on my coaching. What is it that you're finding? Like, what's the major difference that women are experiencing now that maybe you didn't experience back when you were in advertising? Okay. In advertising, I was like one of three women in 200-person office, and it was extremely chauvinistic, and there was no maternity policy, and there were on and on and on. So um, there was not not support. <laughs> it went against me. And I guess you could hire like a therapist or a counselor or whatever, but I was just too busy <laughs> to do anything except keep my head above water, earn money, and be a mother and a, hus and a wife. So uh, the difference today is that fortunately, um, there are so many resources, um, either pro bono, low pay, whatever. There's so much more awareness and this whole idea of work-life balance is just so accepted, not just for women, but for men, because men are taking paternity leaves and doing things. But in my day and age, it's like, you know, you better just show up three months after you have that baby because you may not have your job. It's, it's, it is nice to know that there is, you know, there is a lot more flexibility now, but at the same time with that flexibility also comes a lot more pressure and uh, right. you know, so much more, I think, in terms of expectations. And I mean, especially now with, with not just social media, but just technology as a whole, it's, it's this, this always on, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and that's what's, I think is so draining uh, to a lot of people, I think men and women. I think you're absolutely right. I work with one woman uh, who's uh, an executive on the West Coast, and I think the idea of time management always keeps coming up, particularly with remote work. So uh, people are finding that they're working longer hours because they don't commute back and forth and there's no end of the day, and do they take a lunch break, and then you know what do they do? So I think with COVID and the way things are now, um, I try to help people just, you know, balance their life so that they do have a life and they're not giving 
their work everything or and neglecting their husband or their partner or their child or their their themselves and usually they are last so whether it's lack of um, exercise or perhaps doing meditation that would be good or um, and coaching is a very specific you know accountability modality where you're holding people accountable for their actions and saying, you know, what are the specific goals you want to achieve and how can I have this life and what am I going to do to get it? And um, and it's very gratifying to work with clients for a few months and see where they have been and, you know, no mi- miracles, but if, you know, every little bit they, they, they have an accountability and they have more peace in their life. I mean, that's, that's the win for me. Yeah. Like when does a person realize that they need to be working? with you or someone like you at three in the morning when they wake up in a sweat and say help i i think that you know uh, i think that a lot of women put themselves last so it it takes a lot for someone to be over the top and Mm -hmm. say you know what i need help and um and that's a big thing um because i I remember someone had said to me when i had my first son they said, you know, when they always say to you, always put your, your oxygen mask on first before you. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. And they said, use that metaphor for other things. You know, the right. analogy is, is one where, you know, you need to take care of yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. And yet Absolutely. it's so easy to always put yourself last. That's right. You're absolutely right. So I think, you know, um, that's kind of a, a lighthearted way of saying it, but then, uh, basically, um, I think that uh, uh, it really is um, uh, important for the person to realize um, uh, where they are in life and um, what they want. And they have to have a sense that there's something else out there besides what they're doing. And so if they don't get to that point and say, I need help, but I think there might be another way to get there. Um, that's that's the good combination. And and the third is that you know I'm I am on social media. I am posting. I am um, you know engaging with people, and it's about repetition. And some someone might like my post and connect with me, but they're not ready. But maybe in three months something happened. And they all of a sudden are, wow, I'm ready now. I, I think this Gloria Milner lady, maybe I'll connect with her. So it's a variety of things. Yeah. What does it look like to work with you? I mean, what, is that, what does that engagement look like when a person says, okay, Gloria, I need help? <laughs> yeah. Well, first I would do an introductory call. Usually it's a complimentary session and find out what, what, what their needs are, what they want to accomplish. And... Um, if they are serious, if they do want to do the work, because uh, it's not like you're spoon feeding people, they have to really be accountable and do the work. And then we talk about usually if it's once a week, once every other week, usually 40, 45 minutes, um, and usually some sort of a commitment two to three months, because nothing happens overnight. So someone has to generally be willing to do to just engage for a few month period to have any changes happen Um, (laughs) unless they stop their life and only work with me for a month but that's not the way things are do you have a coach that you lean on 
Or do you have other mentors or influencers that, that you're inspired by? I do. I, I, I have a number of coaches from, my, um, from IPEC, who, uh, one of the lead trainers, a man who's in Manhattan, is someone I lean on and have talked to and has been very gracious to me. And then uh, a woman who's, I think she's based in Tampa, and she runs groups. So it's very important as a coach to be constantly in the mix with other coaches, both to, to share what's going on with you as well as to get guidance. And so I try to work with, with people individually to help me and also to be part of a group so that I can hear input and give input. What, what is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, I think the best advice is go for it. Don't wait for it to be perfect take the risk. <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever given? Oh, that's a beautiful question. Be kind and gracious. I like that. I think that's important. Yeah. The person was stuck and it was time for them to pivot, maybe reinvent themselves. What advice would you give them? What, what, what could you say? to a person who just who needs to who needs to take a step who needs to move feels stuck yeah I would um, say to them um, ask for help look inside of yourself see what you think you need and don't be afraid to ask for help and go for it and don't be afraid that you're making a mistake or it's not the perfect thing I think too many people are waiting for the perfect opportunity or thinking that it's not right now or this or that, but nothing's right about life. Everything is imperfect. So I think you, you have to be willing to take the plunge. Yeah. You know, looking at your, your bio, your, your husband was a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. How did that infuse you and infuse your reality and what you're, you're coaching today? Because wow. that's such a... Well, one, there's not that many left. Right, exactly right. <laughs> um, but also such a, such a harrowing thing to have experienced and lived, you know, to have lived, lived through. Um, what, what did you learn from him in that experience? So he was 14 years older than me, and thank you for bringing that up. Um, I, I credit him with a lot of my success, and I think that um, uh, he taught me what life was all about and what the meaning of life is and to be gracious, gratitude, have gratitude. What is the meaning of life? Well, to just enjoy every day and not take it for granted and realize that you can always be richer and you can always be more powerful, but even the richest people only eat usually one steak a day. And um, they do go to the bathroom just like you and I. And that to, um, to just appreciate what every day is. And so living with him was a gift because um, he, he taught me that and he taught my son that and, and he had harrowing, horrible experiences and, and he was my biggest fan. And when I was unsure and uh, I'd be at the elevator saying, I can't go into advertising, they're gonna fire me, help, help. Gloria, you're gonna do it, you'll be great, get in that elevator and work. <laughs> and and, um, I, and the same thing with the hotel. So I was very lucky to have him, but very, very lucky to help him 
because he was a, he's he was damaged um, because of that. And right now I'm reading a book on trauma because I think PTSD um, is something that survivors had and that I was probably able to help him over a period of 30 years to the point where he became a very pretty mellow guy and no one would ever have known where he came from if they had met him on the street. That's a testament to what you're doing, but it also tells me that, you know, from the beginning of the conversation, we said you started off, you know, helping and, and working with, with kids. I now see it that even as you were living your life within your marriage, you were continuing to, to coach and mentor and assist yeah. and help. Yeah, the ultimate social work. <laughs> what, are you, what are you most proud of? Uh, I think I'm, I'm most proud of my son. Um, at this point, I, 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 I think that I could say, you know, the various careers, but, you know, to raise a child that's a, a mensch in, in Yiddish, and he's married, has two children, and for him to be a good person, and I speak to him every day, and he's really concerned about my well-being, that's, that's what it's all about. Thank you so much for, for talking to us today. Is there one final tidbit you'd like to leave us with? You know, stay the course, believe in yourself, look within, and realize, you know, nothing is forever, either good or bad. So, you know, make it happen. Make it happen. Thank you so much, Gloria. Thank you for having me. If a person wanted to reach out and work with you, how would they do that? Uh, uh, GloriaMilner.com is my coaching website, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. And um, you can find all the, the phone numbers there and all of that. So, and I'm on Facebook as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Gloria. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good night.